Welcome to the Real Music Talk podcast. Music conversations with one big question. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Real Music Talk podcast. My name is Keith Hall. I'm your host, and this is episode number 16. Today, we are going to speak to the great percussionist Kevin Jones. And Kevin has become a good friend over the years, and he is incredibly inspiring, uh, both as a musician and as a person. And the story he's going to share today, uh, I hope, will be inspiring to you. Before we get into the conversation, I want to remind you to please subscribe to the podcast. And if you like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a comment and a rating for us uh, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, well, let's jump into this conversation with Kevin Jones. I guess it's probably been about 20 years uh, since we met uh, in New Jersey. Yeah, it's uh, about that. Yeah, about we that. both both lived in New Jersey and and uh, we used to see each other at the music store. And uh, <laughs> one of the best music stores, too. Awesome. Bella music. Yeah, Oda Bella music. Yeah, got to plug, got to got to plug them. That's right, man. Yeah, Odabella, that that place, those people were good to me. And then, uh, by surprise, I look up a few years ago and there's a Kevin Jones living in Grand Rapids, Michigan. That can't be the same Kevin Jones. And now we've been able to work together and, and uh, become much closer. And uh, it's really it's really been a thrill. So um, sure. I, I thought it would be great for you to come on here and share your story. You have so many amazing experiences as as a professional in the music business. I know you've been through a lot. Uh, I just was hoping that you could share about some of that. You know, when you faced an obstacle, you know, in your career or personally, how did you manage to overcome those things? And, you know, what are some of the things maybe you learned about yourself or life? Man. <laughs> <laughs> Where do we start? Man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, first of all, you know, obstacles and suffering are inherent in life. And um, one of, well, several of my teachers, actually drum teachers, um, introduced me to, actually introduced me to Buddhism um, when I was very young, when I was like 13 years old. And these are cats that could play their butts off. I'm sure you heard of Marvin, not Marvin Smitty Smith, but Marvin Boogaloo Smith, right. and and his and his partner Carl Potter, who was a who was my conga teacher, my first conga teacher. Hmm. Um, you know, they brought me around, and you know, not only did they expose me to all this music, but they also uh, uh, exposed me to a life philosophy. And I met I met Herbie Hancock through them. And Herbie was instrumental. It's like, man, you got to, man, you got to do this, man. And I was like, if Herbie Hancock says to do something, I'm going to do it. You know, I was like 13, 14 years old. So, um, you know, quite naturally, no matter what your faith is, whether you're a Muslim or a Christian or, uh, you know, uh, or you're you're Jewish, you practice the Jewish faith, you know, all people, um, uh, life has obstacles in it. And some of the obstacles I faced, you know, I was very fortunate um, to be able to play with some of the icons in the music industry, um, such as Charles McPherson. When I was like 18 years old, you know, I recorded an album with him 
out in uh, California. And then the following year, I, I uh, toured and recorded with Archie Shep's big band. And then um, just a couple of months after I returned from Europe with Archie, I got to a gig with the Isley Brothers. And that was like tour, touring like crazy, like just like every, like the whole, like for four months, just being away from home, you know? And um, one year after the next year, the next year, the next year, the next year. Um, but, um, you know, I kind of fell into this space where I was, um, you know, I was a bit cocky, I would say, (laughs) you know, I was, I was really concerned, you know, my biggest concern was, uh, you know, playing the skins off the drums, you know, like, you know, I'm going to be this, you know, like I'm playing, you know, I had a lot of confidence, uh, in my playing back then and, you know, after the Isley Brothers, I went with Whitney Houston. Um, but, you know, during that time period, you know, there was a, I would say, a, I, I, I would say an epi- epidemic, another kind of epidemic, which was like, uh, you know, the great drug epidemic of, uh, uh, of the 80s, which was like cocaine and stuff, you know. And, um, you know, being in the environment of all of these people, I let that environment sort of influence my life. Um, by the, you know, and I did a lot of touring, a lot of recording during that that time period. Um, it seemed like the thing to do, but by the time I got to the '90s, you know, it was taking its toll on my professional career. It was taking its toll on my on my health. Um, taking its toll on my relationships. And um, in 1992, um, I was playing with the Isley Brothers. And man, I was, man, I was late for rehearsals. Um, You know, uh, you know, my life was just like really very chaotic. Um, And to say the least, I just, you know, I actually left that tour. I left the Isley brothers to actually get my act together, you know? And, um, the choice that I made was, was a difficult one in the sense that, you know, I take a lot of pride in the music that I, that I play and, um, you know, my musicianship and being out there and being able to provide as a provider for, actually my family at that particular time. Um, but it was, t- it was time, you know, I got, I got really got tired of the, of, it wasn't me. It was like, I was another person, man, you know? So it had kind of just taken over. Yeah. It, it really took, it just took over my life and I had to get help. And so I left the tour, you know, and I, I put myself, uh, with the help of my family, put myself in, in, in the hospital. And it actually, I actually didn't play any music professionally for a couple of years. Um, I got back into my, into myself and really what I wanted to learn. There was, there was some frustrations uh, along the way besides my own, um, situation at home. Um, and the environmental causes and all of that. 
Um, there was some frustration with me, which, you know, looking back on it, you know, I, I, you know, I was coming from this place of, you know, like this really serious musician and not to say that the music of the Isley brothers and Whitney Houston were just like, you know, they were, I mean, I, they're icons and, you know, the music was like incredible music. They're incredible musicians and, yes. and artists, obviously, but playing the same show night after night after night after night. And it's like in my head, I was like, you know, I wanted to be out there playing and, and continue on that path. I was, I was continuing on in the late seventies, um, you know, during my, during my, in, uh, evolvement as a musician. And, um, you know, there was, there was that frustration. And so, you know, I felt very, very, um, how can I say, I felt very um, ashamed. Mm. Wow. I felt very ashamed of myself um, because of my drug habit. So in 92, I was able to get clean and, um, and sober mm. and totally changed my life, totally changed my perspective. Um, you know, my Buddhist practice helped because it's, it's like a mirror, you know, that when you, when you practice, um, this, you know, this Buddhism, it, it's like a mirror. It shows you, it makes you look at yourself. And I was fortunate to be able to look at myself and make these, um, step-by-step -step improvements, you know, and from, from that moment on, you know, I really started to get back to where I really wanted to be during the 90s, you know, and um, I started, man, I remember living in an apartment um, in West New York, and I had my drums, my, my, my congas and stuff, and, you know, I had a walk-in closet in this apartment. It was like a basement apartment, okay. and because of the clothes and everything, I was able to practice and, and listen to the music you know, all these different types of music and really start to really get my technique back and really start to really learn the true things. Because, you know, I was on a, on a, on a path before during my college years, like I said, you know, of, you know, expanding my musicianship, you know, and learning. And, um, and eventually I got to the point where I started studying with all of these master uh, drummers uh, um, during the late nineties, especially like, you know, my, my friend, Joby, Joby Erie Simon, Joby was, is like a master drummer from his village from in Ivory coast and, and Luisito Quintero. And, uh, -huh. uh, 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 I studied with him. I studied with Congolese masters, you know, Masengo and, uh, 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 you know, a lot of people. And, I really started to develop, you know, the skip, my skill level became to became more and more. And it was like, I got into this more healthier kind of vibe, but let me say this, the music that I started to listen to really helped me too. There was a couple of albums that, that I would listen to. I, I actually got, had this, like, I had like a regular day gig during that time, during the nineties. And I worked at Beth Israel medical center, like the, mm. Uh, family practice thing yeah. and I I would go to work with my headphones on 
and do my my job with a love supreme blasting in my ears and <laughs> you know Olay, you know John Coltrane's yeah. Olay album and you know a lot of that kind of music which really was like very uplifting spiritually for me and mm-hmm. gave me this feeling i remember riding the subway with my earphones on and having goosebumps listening to that music mm. it really inspired me and that along with my you know um not forgetting the the principles in my recovery along with my spiritual activity that really increased um that's what really really um guided me during that time period and i came out the other end when you met me you know i was really like going full force man i was really you know really going full force forward and and the results were quite tremendous over the last 20 years for me wow so yeah i didn't see any of that that was before before we knew each other i mean you were you were at the highest of highs i mean uh you know you're with whitney houston (laughs) <laughs> Maybe the biggest pop star at the time. You're on mm-hmm. the. I mean, I you know I've seen those videos of you at the Grammy Awards with her, and uh, and you know to to have all of that there, and but then have um, this addiction and this struggle going on internally, and have the the courage to just say I, I need to I need to do something. I need to change. Yeah. Um, was there, do you remember the moment when you, when you decided I, I need, I need to flip a switch here? Yeah. Uh, well, there's two moments. My mother telling me, you ain't playing the way you used to play. You're not mm. living up to your potential. And then I think I was like staying with my sister, um, and her, her apartment. I was like crashing on her couch and I looked in the mirror and I said, I got to change this. I just got tired of it. I got tired of all of the running and lying and, you know, all of that kind of stuff that comes along with your addiction, whether, you know, whether it's alcohol or drugs or whatever, you know, um, you know, I, I got tired of the, the, the lying and stuff like that. So I just said, you know what, I'm changing this. This is ridiculous. You know, and, and and it takes courage too to be truthful with yourself. Absolutely. I mean, and you, yeah, you could have, you could have continued on like a lot of people do say, Hey, I'm mm-hmm. a big shot. I'm playing with all these big names. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Mr. Important and, yeah. and just kind of be in denial. Yeah. I think that's a, a really great lesson, you know, for all of us, no matter what, what we're dealing with, you know, yeah. on different levels, it's like right. when it's time to change, you just have to start the decision. You know, right. And um, I, I, I want to say this, and I think it's important to say that drugs and alcohol don't improve your performance. Drugs, say it again. Say it again for the people in the back. Yeah. <laughs> drugs and alcohol do not improve your performance. Your performance is based upon hard work mm. and creativity and when you start putting chemicals, outside chemicals in your system, it changes, it blocks off, it, it, it separates you from other things in life that, mm-hmm. that are going on in the moment, you mm-hmm. know? 
um, a lot of people's like, I needed to relax or I needed to do this. I needed mm -hmm. to do that. And it's just All like, right. yo, you relax through, you know, do some deep breathing, exercise, you know, right. when you're, when you're healthy and you're in the music and you feel this emotional connection with the other people in the room, the other musicians, the, the audience, that's what's the real, right. that's the real, that's the real deal. That's the real moment, you know, um, when you can express, you have this expression, this up, the, the natural upwelling of, of this joy. And, mm. you know, we, we call it in the church, we call it the Holy Ghost. Hey. You, you know, <laughs> if, if you high and you like out of it and you, you're blasted, you can't get the Holy Ghost, man. You right. know, you know, yeah. so please, you know, uh, and, and stay healthy, you know, stay healthy, you know, develop healthy habits. I noticed in your, uh, in the drum intensive, um, workshops, the two week thing that you have every, every June, you know, you have the students doing jumping jacks and exercises. <laughs> and I was in there, I was like, man, I need to get down with y'all, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, a healthier body is going to, you, you, you'll you, taking care of yourself is really important, you know? Yeah. So, well, I, I was already inspired by you <laughs> as a musician and as uh, a human, man. You are, are such a beautiful, generous, uh, kind person. And in your music, you said it before, it's this joy. That's when I think of Kevin Jones, I think of when I get to play with you or listen to <laughs> you or watch you, all I can see is joy love, giving, generosity. That's what emanates from you and your music, period. Yeah. And it's very inspiring. And now to hear this story, I knew a little bit about this story. I had never heard this whole story before. For me, just to hear this right now, I'm uh -huh. so inspired. Um, and I hope that, you know, someone listening to this would be inspired too, you know, for whatever change they have to make. I, I have a lot of changes I have to make. <laughs> yeah. So, and we all do though. Yeah. You know, I mean, we yeah. all have to change because, you know, the, the, the things that we are fighting are not necessarily outside of ourselves, right? That's right. The things right. that we are fighting are inside all, all the deep worlds, the anger, the, 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 the despair and, the stuff that really eats at our lives are inside. It's yeah. not outside. It's not over there. It's not outside. It's not the person across the street or, or, you know, that's causing your, 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 your sadness or darkness, you know, yeah. it's inside. And, you know, we have to fight that with, you know, with the, with, with the understanding that, that um, there is a higher level, a higher light. Uh, right. Bring me a higher love, man. Hey, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I, I'm not here to like um, to preach about, you know, or oh, you need to go to church or you need to go to the Buddhist temple or you need to go to to the temple or to, mm -hmm. to the mosque. You know, mm -hmm. it's just about having this sense of spirituality inside of you. That's going to that's going to really whatever it takes to 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 fight the fundamental darkness inside of your own life. That's what you go to. I'm just so happy that you took time to be here to share your story. And uh, it really means the world to me. And um, man, you mean a lot to me. And uh, yeah. I'm just Likewise. grateful to be your friend, man. <laughs> Likewise. More music to come, man. You yes. know, more yes. music to come. It ain't over, yeah. man. It ain't That's over. Right. All right, bro. Love Thank you, man. you bro. All right, okay. You too, man. See you. All right. Bye -bye. Ciao. 
Wow, what a story. And what a career Kevin Jones has had and continues to have. Find him online on social media. Also, you can find his website at kevinjonespercussion.com. Check out his music. Wonderful, wonderful musician and person. All right, well, we look forward to next time. But in the meantime, be who you be and do what you do. Take care. 